You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online, and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. The interview subject I have coming up for your listening pleasure, it's Ross the Boss. He used to be the guitarist in Manowar, of course, but now he's doing his own thing. But he is playing Manowar material, and that is the reason for the conversation, because he is bringing the Hail to England show to Australia. Which is really cool, actually, because that's probably Man of War's best album, certainly in my opinion, and many others. I'll read out some dates in the Australian segment of the Australian New Zealand tour. Well, why don't I do both, actually, because there's three shows there in New Zealand. Friday the 15th of November is when the tour kicks off in Auckland, Saturday the 16th in Wellington, Sunday the 17th in Christchurch, and then you're on the continent, you're in Australia, Wednesday the 20th in Adelaide. Thursday the 21st at the Zoo in Brisbane. I'll try and get to that one. Friday the 22nd in Melbourne at Max Watts. Melbourne, you always get Friday and Saturday shows. As does Sydney, of course you do. Friday, sorry, Saturday the 23rd, Sydney at the Metro Theatre. Been to a few gigs there myself. And Sunday the 24th, the Rosemount Hotel in Perth. Now, just before we get to the conversation, about a third of this is absolutely potato. Ross's mobile coverage isn't the best, but it's Ross the boss. You just bear with him through shitty mobile coverage until you can hear him talk. And about two-thirds of the way through, one-third of the way through, I should say, it does resume to regular podcast-style over-the-phone recording quality. Anyway, you can hear what he's saying for the most part, and you can just sort of imagine what he's saying for the rest. But anyway, here he is, Ross the Boss. Ross, it's Andrew Mackay-Smith calling. How are you going? Hey, mate, can you hear me? Me? Sorry, just uh, it's cutting out a bit there. Is it better now? That's it. I can hear you loud and clear. How's things? Great. Plugging away? You getting ready for this tour? Well, we're going to start working on a new record on today, so... At first. <laughs> oh, there you go. How's that one shaping up? I assume you've done the pre-production and everything else. Is it going to be in line with the one that you released last year in terms of sound? Or have you got, done something um, different? I, I think we're going to have a little more a little more modern up sound. A little more. Good. Just, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to do it because God knows Man of War are releasing shit these days. Sorry, my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. But it's been like that for 20 years, I think. And, uh, I know. And I don't know what they release. It's been pretty uh, weird. <laughs> it's classical music, but it's not really classical music. It sounds like someone's done it in their bedroom. And, you know, with all of those Kurzweil and, you know, with the software that we've got these days, it sounds like someone's done it in their bedroom, but I'm sure Joey thinks it sounds like a masterpiece. As I'm sure he's prone to delusions of grandeur. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, he's, he's a funny guy, isn't he? I mean, you know, the thing about Man of War is you're an integral part of... The history of the band being probably the most important guitarist. I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you, but you you appear on the albums that matter, let's face it, but he never talks about you. And he's got some young kid in the band these days from Eastern Europe somewhere, I think, and they're probably paying him a pittance for that purpose. And, of course, Carl Logan, I don't know whether he's in jail or not, but we all know the bloody reasons he's not in the band anymore. So, frankly, mate, I just stay away from it. I think he's in jail. Fucking idiot, excuse my language, but I mean, you know, I mean, God, in this day and age with the amount of access that security agencies have to uh, data, whether it's on the dark web or otherwise, they will find you if you're looking at that sort of stuff. And I'm so grateful they do because I've got kids myself. 
you know. It's, uh, anyway, enough about that, mate. Let's talk about this because it is the 35th anniversary of Hail to England. And I, I did a bit of research online and it's actually the, it's a, you probably know this, but it is the album that fans rank as either the best or near to the best in Man of War's catalogue. And of course you played guitar on it, but is it, is it a special album to you in particular? Well, it's, I, I, I really like it. I really like it because I really like the songs on it. Um, I like the songs on it and I like the, 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 the artwork. You know, and I like the song "Hail to England." I like the, you know, I like the whole thing about it. Was it was it's a good so it's a good uh it's a good story. Mm. You know, um, you know, the fact that we were getting a ton of in England, you know, the only spot we were getting it from, and uh, was, was over the top. And uh, we said we got to go to England, and then we planned on going, and then we, and, uh, we found we had the song, and we just uh, we put it together. So being being the guitarist, I assume you you wrote most of it. Is that the case? Well, I wrote a bunch of it. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, and that's probably why the band sound not sound, but the quality of their output changed so significantly after you left. Nothing against uh, um, Shankle or uh, well, I'm not going to talk about Logan, but nothing against Shankle in particular you know, on that one there, but there's no doubt that after you left that Man of War sound or the the way the quality of the riffs that were present in Man of War's music changed a lot. So it was really cool to see that you came back, man, actually. It was really cool to see that you were doing things. And the other thing that's really cool is what you're doing with KK Downing, mate. So is there any more likely partnerships coming up with uh, the, both he and you? Well, I don't think so for now, no. Um, uh, he's... Uh... He doesn't want to play. He, he's kind of like happy playing at home. He doesn't want to travel, you know. Uh, you know, and listen, I, I respect that. Uh, uh, wants to do his thing. <laughs> and because uh, he's playing another gig, he's playing another uh, uh, gig at his club, KK Steel Mill. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, well, which is good. And you know, listen, but it's a one off, so. And he probably doesn't want to. Yeah, that's fair Great enough. Guy, yeah, I was, was going to ask you if he was a nice guy because I've read his book and I re, I really felt for him through the book actually there with Glenn Tipton and I I'm an I wouldn't say I'm an old priest fan because I'm 41 so I got into the around painkiller but I I got to say mate I didn't even know and I'm a I'm a diehard music fan heavy metal fan I didn't even know that he didn't do the solos that that Glenn had pushed him out of that I had no idea because I knew in the earlier stuff he'd done plenty of it but to read that. I think that might have been at the core. I mean, there's a lot of other things, but when you go back to it, we play music. I'm a musician too. We play music because we can put up with being in a band with an arsehole, but we can't put up with having our own creativity stifled or found. And I think that's that's my take on what's happened. And there's a whole bunch of literature out there online about that thing in there with KK, man. But just around on the point, it was so cool to see that you and he were up there, man, just bringing the metal to the people again. And that that T-shirt you released too is that your idea as well? Because that T-shirt looks looks classic. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, the T-shirt was uh, uh, yeah, yeah uh, our legend. Just just the way we put it. it just I mean, it's just fantastic. Mm. Yep. Um, just go back to the album. Have have fans been asking you to play Hail to England? Is that I mean I understand it's the thirty fifth anniversary, so that's the opportunity. But have you received a lot of messages and 
comments when you've met fans that that's the album that they want you to tour on and, and play? Those, um, we're doing it because the anniversary uh, of the of the record being released, and uh, hmm. you know, I just, I, I, you know, last year we came, <clears throat> we did uh, like really good shows. Really, the reaction was really like, amazingly great incredibly great and so let's what, what can we do this time to make uh, a little more exciting um, you know because because I like that when a band uh, does the, the whole record like that mm. I, I, I always liked it too. when they yeah. did that yeah and, um, so so we're going to do that we're going to do the other classic man and what stuff and and some of my stuff so we'll have, a, we have plenty of plenty of music to play that's really cool, and I'm so glad that you acknowledged that that you you did have a significant contribution to Man of War's legacy. Because I was trying to think, oh god, I had it planned for. I was gonna I was gonna make the point about another artist who who didn't play any of the music that they're mostly known for. Jason Newstead. There you go. So when he put together his solo project, you know, when he released the the heavy the metal, they got heavy metal or metal in the title, the albums, but the band was called yeah. Newstead. Now I understand he only played snippets of songs that he crafted whilst he's in Metallica, and we all know that his creativity was definitely stifled in that band, which is such a shame because I rate him as a, I think he's a tremendous bass player. But when he went out on the road, he didn't play any Metallica stuff. Now I couldn't exactly classify myself as a Metallica fan these days, however. I'm a Jason Newstead fan, and if I want to go and see Jason Newstead, he used to sing quite a bit of the Metallica catalogue to give James Hetfield a break. There's heaps of YouTube right. clips out there, and, and I'm so glad that you've taken a different tack because I actually think that that might have been one of the reasons why Jason had to put the bass guitar away and start playing country music because you know fans were sort of spreading the word that he was touring and playing this new music, which is fine, but you've also got to bookend it with the music that people know you through you have to do that i think yeah. as an artist and i'm so glad that you recognize that and kk recognizes that mm -hmm. of course you know so i mean <laughs> that's your that's your legacy i mean that's what you, people people uh, people want to hear you know people and and people are are, are latching on to, to to the new music and the sales of my new record were, were really good i mean really good and yeah. The uh, the next is going to be even bigger. Uh, AFM is ex extremely excited about it, and um, but I'll, I'll, listen, I'll always be the inventor of Manowar, mm. no matter what I do in, in heavy metal. I, I'm I am the founder of Manowar. With Joey, you know, the two yeah. of us made invented the band, so that's what it is. You know, so yeah, I'm songs. proud of it. I'm a from it. Yeah, good on that's you, mate. Yeah, it's re that's really encouraging to hear on, on that point there. So, I mean, f for you, you know, in the way, and the, you go, mate. Sorry, and, excuse me. And the way, and the way we play them, it's just, it's, it's like, it's a stripped down version. You know, there's no bullshit. It there's no. We just hit the stage and we just go for it. You know, it's just, it's just like a, it's like a, it's like a fuse. We light a fuse and it's just, it's like a bomb. You know, and then we just, there's no, there's no downtime. There's no solos. There's no talking. There's no. Nothing. Special effects. There's no, there's no stage outfits, but we just, we just do my version of the way it should have been. So, mm. 
Yeah, well, that's and that's really cool to hear, man, because now they're getting Man of War songs as they've been as they should have been heard. So that's really authentic. Right. That's a that's a really good point you make right there because yeah, there's way too much. I'm not going to call it theatrical bombast. It's like that. The no disrespect to Kiss. I know this is their bread and butter, but you know all of the fireworks and stuff that never got me. Uh, that was never the music is the most important thing, and I do believe diehard heavy metal fans. That's that's our thing. I just just caught up with the metal church guys when they came through town here and. Kurt and Mike put on such a fantastic show because it revolved around the music. It was just four to the floor, go. Man, the molecules in the room yeah. were shaking that night, as I'm sure that they will when you play here, man. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> People want to see. They don't want to see the, you know, the, the excess. People want to see that. They want to, People want to go right to the meat and potatoes. Hmm. But has, has, has your enduring popularity... Has that surprised you? You know, I mean, you haven't been in Man of War for thirty years or whatever it's been at this point, and you've you've got. To, I know from because we've had a conversation before, and I think you um you own a, a baseball and a cricket where people can go and practice. I think that's what you're telling yeah. me. So you've got a lot going. Yeah. yeah, you've got a lot going on. So how do you how do you balance everything? I don't take days off. I just work my ass off. <laughs> mm. I, I work with a lot of product. I have a lot of product. I don't stop. You know, uh, you know. It's just it's. Uh, I keep going. It's uh, and it's fun. I mean, you know, it's. I just don't stop. I. I, I don't know. Today I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm working today, and I got a uh, start working on the record on Saturday. Mm. Um, in my studio in New Jersey, and. Uh, then we're, you know, then I got today right now at 11 o'clock, I got to go, we're going to, I'm going to go jam with, uh, two of the, uh, dictator guys, dictators, you know, my Sweet. Dean, Dean, the guy, Dean, Dean who uh, produced our last record by Bloodsworn and Dumber JP. We're going to, we're working on this instrumental thing. And, um, so, um, you know, we just keep working, you know, it's just, you know, I don't stop. Hmm. That's how you do it. Yeah, that that is indeed how you do it. But you tell you what, to keep on working, you need something, and that's energy. And look, I, as I mentioned, I'm in my forties, man, and I just find energy is a a commodity that I don't have some days. So, wait, do you have a, Do you have an exercise regime, or do you just eat really healthily and just sort of restrict the beers to Saturday night? Is that the secret? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, diet apple cider vinegar, and I, I say that to everybody: apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. pasteurized and uh just keep going eat well and get wake up every morning and be happy and uh just be glad you're alive you know mm. i'm yeah. 60 i'm 65 years old now and i'm I'm like i feel great so good on you i'm going and i love to play and you know people pick people picking up on it you know people pick up on your attitude you know if i was a, just a hateful dower guy that just you know just doing it just for the money just which a lot of people do and it's just it's just hard it's hard to see hard to watch that mm. it is hard to see yeah it is hard to see when people get bitter i was um it, it's 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 slightly off topic but I, I remember when marilyn manson very different sort of music to what we're talking about here but when he came through town he was not in a good way 
you know, and he was he seemed bitter. And I didn't talk to him. I didn't get the opportunity to chat to him. Although I would have loved to. I'm not a fan of his music, but just to try to get some perspective on what he's doing. But he's not that much older than me, actually. And he looked worn out, and he's over at the. He might be different now, but he was certainly at the time. He was very overweight and bit of rock and roll excess creeping in there but it's it's the recipe for disaster really isn't it that one there there's been so many people in the industry that haven't learned how to say no and it's guys like yourself and Trent Reznor that figure out that it is about the music and it's about bringing the music to the people and it's kind of like a uh, that is invigorating unto itself exactly you know you just got to keep up you have to be positive and you, you got to keep working you know hmm. If you're not, and if you're not happy with yourself, why? Well, I mean, why even do it? So I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. <laughs> hey, do you still have a lot of the old guitars from back in the day, or have you had to uh, replenish the stock, so to speak? I have them all. Right, you got them all. Have you got a favorite? No, I mean, I'm not. I don't like the white. My my original white SG. I mean, I had since 1960, you know, I have, I have the, the 64 SG. I have my, you know, the 68 Les Paul Custom. Um, um, I have them all. I have the, of the Brad Stratocaster. I use, I, I took on tour. Hmm. This, um, you know, that famous Metal Days guitar, Hatred guitar. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, have, I have them all. Yeah. Do you have... Prefer, I mean, I know as a touring musician, you're really relying on whatever the hire companies and the touring company gives to you, but do you have a preferred amplification setup, such as, you know, Randall or, or Marshall, or you, do you go down that route, or is it do you just trust your sound guy to make you sound like Ross? Well, I sound like Ross. I just have to, I just plug into an amp, any amp, but uh, I do use uh, Angle, is my new amp. I, I love okay. them. The yeah. Angle Powerballs are fantastic amps, and I don't. I don't use any special effects uh, on on stage. I have no pedal board. I plug plug it right into the amp, and I get my sound. And uh, that's what I've done all my life. I've never never had a special effect. You're a bit um, like Keith Richards, yeah. Yeah, just plug in. Yeah, you know. I used to, I got touched from you know when I started playing guitar. I used to go see to the Fillmore in, in New York. I used to go see like uh, Buddy Guy and BB King and. Uh, Muddy Waters and all these guys, and, you know, they would just walk on stage and plug in some Fender amp. Or, you know, it didn't even matter. <laughs> Chuck Berry, they would just any amp that was there. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great, man. That's 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 where it's at. You know, it's just like, yeah. you know, the sound. As far as I'm concerned, the sound is in my fingers, and uh, that's what Billy Sheehan told me. The sound's in our fingers, brother. I go, yep, you're right, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's where it's at. You know, I just, I don't. Uh, my setup is very, very simple, and and, and it's kind of like not. It's not. It's not even. It's, it's boring. <laughs> it's boring because there's nothing to it, but there's everything to it. You know, and people can't believe the sound I get. So, you know, that's how I do it. Hmm. I mean, I'll make this my last question, but I, I'm. One of the th I, I do prior to the conversation, I did some research and I, I couldn't find too many interviews with you by Guitar World and those sort of magazines. Remember those magazines? Whereas I, I think yeah. you're you're a, you're an essential 
uh, interview subject that those magazines should be getting on board to because, I mean, let's face it, I mean, everything else that I've said about Man of War's material over the last 20 or 25 years notwithstanding, the stuff when you're in the band is, is essential for a lot of dyed-in-the-wool heavy metal fans and I just don't feel like guitarists, I don't feel you get the credit that you do on that measure. But do you do, have you received a lot of communication from these magazines and and knocked it back or do they just not reach out to you to have a conversation with you? I receive no communication from them. <laughs> yeah, that's shit. Not, yeah. not 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 saying that I can't get it. You know, I, I if I had a uh, the proper uh, publicist or something that that would just you know because I know that's what it takes. Mm. But uh, I've never from the beginning of my career, I've never been in it. You know, it's just yeah, that's just what it is. You know, I'm sure I'm sure one of these days it's going to change, but uh, <laughs> until then. Not losing sleep over it. No. <laughs> Not worth it, mate. Well, uh, look, I'll let you go. You've no doubt got another one coming through in a minute's time or so. Uh, congratulations on the career again. I said it last time, but, you know, you're still here. You're doing it, man. And I'm so glad you're coming to Australia to play Hail to well, England. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll see. What town are you? Brisbane. Brisbane. Fantastic. Close by, anyway. So we'll so. see you there. Absolutely, mate. No worries. We'll see you there. (laughs) All the best with it, Brent. No worries. Thanks very much. Thank you. Gotcha. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name, of course, is Andrew Mackay-Smith. That was Ross the Boss, the former guitarist from Manowar. Thanks so much for listening.